There is no single criteria that makes a person eligible to lead. Education, job title, and seniority can all be a start to establishing a role as a leader. But sometimes the best leaders aren't the highest ranking of any of the three. Today we are going to talk about leading when you are starting your career and how an early career physician can develop leadership skills when they are not the most senior physician on their team. This is a Cook Children's Podcast. Welcome to Pediatric Leadership, the new medicine with Dr. Justin Smith, helping physicians become innovators in medicine. Now, here's Dr. Justin Smith. Today's guest is Dr. Matthew Carroll. He is a pediatric hospitalist at Cook Children's and serves on the Quality Improvement Committee and the Practice Management Committee. Prior to coming to Cook Children's, he served as the chief resident at Cincinnati Children's Medical Center. Matthew, thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So I've gotten a chance to interact with you a lot through this um, healthcare leadership class that we've had through Cook Children's and Texas Christian University. And I mean, I was just impressed by sort of what you've already been able to accomplish in sort of a young career. How, how long have you been at Cook Children's? So I am going on two years now at okay. Cook. Yeah, so you're about a year, a year under me. So I come here, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm coming right up on three years. So we're both pretty young to the institution. But tell me about how you ended up at Cook, just briefly, how you ended up in Fort Worth. Um, so I think after I did my chief year up at Cincinnati, I was I was always a Texas boy, and I was looking for my opportunity to come back. I think going up to Cincinnati was my one chance to to kind of get away from Texas and to experience uh, snow and uh, and other things. And after um, my four years up there, I was eager to get back. And I think in looking at the various opportunities that existed within Texas for a pediatric hospitalist, I think Cook had a whole lot of exciting opportunities, and and I think it's just an exciting place to practice. And so I was fortunate to be able to come down here to start the next step of my career. Was pediatric hospital medicine kind of what you always wanted to do? Or when did you decide that that was kind of the career path you wanted to take? When I started residency, I, I actually thought I was going to do um, general pediatrics out in the community. The idea of growing up with a child and kind of getting that longitudinal view of them and and one day potentially seeing you know the kids of the patients that you took care of as they got older was really appealing to me. But as I went more through residency, I just kind of enjoyed the acuity of inpatient care a lot more. And so probably it wasn't until my third year or, or into my chief year um, where I really decided that pediatric hospital medicine and was kind of what made me the most happy. So you ended up here at Cook, and obviously, yeah. I mean, you're, you're on the Quality Improvement Committee, you're on the Practice Management Committee, you've been through this physician leadership class, which was you know, a fairly selective group. You know, is there something about leadership that excites you or something that, you know, sort of not a lot of young physicians are able to have all those opportunities? Is there something that got you interested in doing those things? So I think starting with my chief year, I just, I really enjoyed that opportunity to almost see a more systems view of, the, of an organization. That kind of really interested me. And I think one of the cool things about leadership or leadership opportunities is I don't think there's any one thing you have to do or be to be a leader. There's no one set of qualities. I think really the only thing you need to be a leader is just a willingness to be involved and serve. I think there, there's all sorts of opportunities at Cook to do that sort of stuff, which I think is one of the really cool things about Cook is, is from the moment you start, they kind of will identify what areas you're interested in and kind of help to plug you into those areas and to foster the interests that you have, which I think is really cool to shamelessly plug some of the people in my group because I'm just more familiar with them. So I know the projects they're involved in. There's tons of people in my group that, that are involved in leadership opportunities. I mean, Dr. Scott is kind of rewriting the way we take care of our asthmatics when they're in the hospital and kind of figuring out what changes we can make to treat them. 
people like Drs. Wiley, Srinivasan, and Templeton are all involved in IT stuff, kind of like yourself. I mean, I think the the opportunities for leadership within the organization are endless. And I, I don't think leaders are just the people who serve as medical directors or who chair committees or boards. I think anyone can be a leader. All you really have to do is have a, a desire to be involved and contribute and, and des- a desire to want to help make things better. Yeah, and I think what you're saying is definitely true. And it's certainly true for Cook Children's, but it's true really anywhere is that when you get into an organization our size, but really even down to a small practice, there's just so many roles that need to be filled besides just seeing the patient, uh, billing them, and collecting your fee for that. You know, it's absolutely like to get all of those parts to work together. Even if it's a, even if or maybe especially if you're a solo practitioner out there on your own, if you don't sort of take the lead and sort of say, "I'm going to take responsibility for this piece of the puzzle," that so many things just can't happen. And so when I hear the list of um, physicians that you're going through, each one of them, I think. What I see that they do is they're willing, and I see that they've really bought into the culture and really want to make our uh, institution a great place to work and a great place to, to serve patients well. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And I think you know the only way we're going to make things better is if we identify areas that we think could be improved and if we're willing to kind of get our hands dirty and, and get in there and help make a difference. And, you know, I think one of the things that, you know, both of us, again, being pretty young in our career, one of the things that there's this impression that all of us are committed to sort of a nine to five job and that we don't really want to do anything outside of just clocking in and clocking out and getting home. What do you think about that perception of young physicians? So I I think for the most part, it's not true. I I do think that work-life balance is an important thing. And I think a lot of people want to have you know, a life outside of work and they, they, they want to have interests and passions outside of work. But I think also the ability to contribute to areas of the organization apart from just separate clinical care, I think gives a lot of people satisfaction. And I think for at least me personally, that's something I really enjoy doing also. And so I think that there are so many opportunities available and I think it is kind of possible in a lot of ways to have the best of both worlds. I think you can you can still be involved with an organization and serve on committees and, and really do what you can to make a difference and follow your passions outside of clinical medicine. And at the same time, also have a great life outside of work and pursue passions and interests that don't have anything to do with medicine or the organization. And I think, I think that stuff is important too, just as far as fostering kind of a long-term um, satisfaction is that, that it's important to have those interests and things that you do outside of work too. And, and I think the organization is really good at fostering that in all levels. Yeah. And I think, you know, can those outside things can be energizing and not draining. And so like, absolutely you sort of think of like, oh, it's my practice management committee. But the reality is like, it's once a quarter and I actually love going to it. So, you know, to me, it's not so exhausting. And I think it makes me a better husband, better father for my family when I'm actually enjoying the work that I'm doing. And it's not just sort of that daily nine to five drudge and get through the day and get home. I'm more energized when I'm doing something that I feel like is worthwhile. Absolutely. And I think, you know, during medical school, it's it's hard to have that perspective that there's other things you can do besides just that nine to five clinical care, clock in and clock out. And I think once you join an organization, it becomes apparent that there's just so many other opportunities to serve and to be involved and to make a difference besides just the clinical aspect. And, and I agree completely with you that it's, it's energizing to be involved with that sort of thing and to get a different perspective. And I think it's sort of like a, a listener taking away is like how to engage sort of the young physician and get them involved in leadership and maybe some tactics that have 
sort of come to mind as we've been talking. I'd love for you to contribute some as well. But I mean, certainly like providing some flexibility for how you meet, you know, whether that's virtually or uh, in person, because it's always nice when when I know like, hey, I'm just not going to be able to get down there, but there's an opportunity for me to call in, at least listen and contribute to some degree. Are there any other things that you think like organizations or practices could do to sort of engage young physicians and help keep them active? I think flexibility is huge. And I think as technology becomes more and more advanced, there's more and more avenues that you can pursue that. I mean, you can do teleconference, Skype, all sorts of things to make it easier and more convenient for people to participate. I think the other thing that the organization does is that they do a really good job of just engaging young people. Because I think once or twice a year, the CCPN and the medical center send out emails soliciting people who are interested in being involved in the various committees that serve throughout the organization. And so in that sense, they do a really, really good job of just announcing the opportunities that are available and giving young professionals a chance to be involved. Because I do think that we have we have a lot to contribute. Although we might be relatively young in our career and we might lack the wealth of institutional knowledge that people who have been here for 20, 25 years might have, I do think that young people have a lot to contribute. They have a lot of unique perspectives. And I think the organization is better served the more kind of perspectives they take into account and, and the more people that have a say kind of in, in what we do. I think it serves us well. I agree. And I think you're right. You engage and then you have to really take some of the ideas of the young physicians and put legs to them because that's sometimes where we might struggle is uh, we don't know the right person in the IT department to talk to to get this thing done. But if you have someone who can come alongside you and help you take that idea and actually get a product out of it, uh, that's reinforcing and it sort of encourages you to, oh, well, maybe it wouldn't be so bad to be on this committee too or to, to help out with this project too because the reality is like six months from now, I may have something to show for my work. Right. And, and I think we all have individual strengths, which we kind of bring to the table and contribute. You know, you're involved in a lot of the IT stuff and that's where you're doing a lot of cool and innovative stuff. Whereas for me, I wouldn't even know how to log into Twitter and, and tweet if I had to. That's just not one of my strengths. And I think the, the organization does a really good job at appealing to each of our individual strengths and looking at ways that we can make a difference in the context of those strengths that we can contribute. Yeah. And so I think if you're out there listening and you're an organization or practice, a big takeaway from that is just really listen to the young physician, see where their passions lie, and then see how those could translate into clinical medicine or into uh, you know system-based thinking because each person, and, and this really, I guess, doesn't just apply to young physicians. This is really anybody. Um, we're Absolutely. just particularly talking about young physicians today, but, but really looking at where people are passionate and allowing them to plug into those things instead of sort of trying to force them into a certain committee just because there's a hole there, but really being selective about what they do. And, and I saw that, you know, when I was in private practice in Abilene, a year in, you know, they've asked me to sort of take on the role as sort of the technology EMR guy because they saw quickly that, hey, this is something that he actually has, you know, some skill in and a passion for. And so I think that really this can be true anywhere. But just finding that where those where you can plug people in that sort of can amplify both your system and the physician is really, really important. Yeah, because I think especially when you plug people into things they're interested in, not only do you get the technical contributions and their technical expertise, but you also get that passion and that excitement that is, I think, invaluable to any project that the individual practice or overall organization is trying to, to pursue. 
Tell me a little bit about sort of as a young physician, what you gained through the leadership training that we had, you know, at TCU. What were your big takeaways from the class, I guess? One of the things that I appreciated the most was the the kind of walk through the order um, exercise that we went to, where kind of what they explained, as you know, is that as much as you think you know a process, you don't quite know it on that granular level that's necessary to make improvements unless you actually walk through the entire process from beginning to end, which I found to be a very powerful exercise, especially when you consider it in the scopes of wanting to make quality improvement initiatives for specific processes. I think some of the other big takeaways from that, besides just the being able to meet other people in the network and form those connections, you know, I, I'd seen a lot of names on pieces of paper when I had sent discharge summaries to practices, but to actually put a face to that name, I think was huge. But the other thing about just the actual course material is I think so many of the leadership styles and tips for interacting with other people that they taught were huge. I think medicine is becoming as there's more and more kind of we go towards shift work and there's more and more handoffs, there's more and more interactions with people. I think just the way you interact with people, whether you're handing off patients from one shift to the next or interacting with people on an improvement team or a committee meeting, I think the way you interact and engage with one another is huge. And so there were a lot of tips that, that I think were really useful that, that I got from there. And also just the acknowledgement that all of us have our own personality styles and our own way of approaching things. And I think the more the more you can get a sense for how the other person is feeling and what kind of motivates them and drives them, I think that kind of makes you a more effective leader. For sure. One of the big things I thought was, um, I think, important for us as young physicians moving forward is sort of trying to catch that vision for what medicine is going to be like in five or 10 years. So just feel like, you know, I've said this on, on previous podcasts, but things seem like they're changing really fast. And I'm sure that yeah. every generation has sort of felt that for in some avenue or some venue. We're not unique in any way. But I just feel like we're um, in a position now where trying to predict what things look like in five years um, can be tricky, but it's important that we work to figure that out. So what do you see as far as sort of your role in, you know, hospital medicine or, or pediatrics in general in the next, in the next five, 10 years? How do you see that changing? So I think one of the big things that, that is happening is medicine is just becoming much more collaborative. The wealth of available knowledge is just increasing exponentially. And I think whereas, you know, it was once reasonable to expect people to kind of know everything about everything, I think that's just not practical anymore. There's just so much knowledge available. And so I think what you're starting to see is more people that kind of develop their individual expertises. And what we do as pediatricians is kind of plug into that expertise of individuals and kind of bring people together and collaborate together um, so that we can give better care to the patients we serve. And I think with technology, there's just so many more exciting ways that we can collaborate and bring people together. I mean, whether it's telemedicine or, or all of those other kind of innovative things that you personally are working on where you kind of make the physician more accessible to the patient and the family. I think that's going to only gain traction as we go forward. I, I totally agree. And I think it's a great reason why we need to have young physicians um, in leadership roles because number one, training is changing really quickly. And so having all the extra handoffs, like as you talked about, having to be more collaborative, I think that there are certain 
certainly medical schools and residency programs that are starting to teach that. And so we can bring in people who already have some level of understanding of what that looks like instead of trying to start from the ground up. And so I think having young physicians engage for that reason, also for their sort of affinity for technology often, those, those are some things that um, they, can con- they can immediately contribute to the team, even if they don't fully understand the system as a whole. I couldn't agree more. And I think a leader isn't necessarily for young people who are just getting involved. A leader isn't someone who, who's who got to stand up and talk in front of a large group of people all the time. I think a leader is just someone who has that desire to contribute, no matter what it is. I think this conversation has been really helpful um, just to sort of get our heads around what uh, being a young physician and leadership looks like. And we've said it, and Dr. Turk said it on our second podcast the number one thing you can do to become a leader is to say yes when you're tapped on the shoulder. And I think that as young physicians, number one, we need to be cautious of work-life balance, but also be willing to sort of pursue those passion projects that are important. And then number two, I think we need systems and organizations that will tap that young physician on the shoulder and say, hey, we'd really, really think you'd be a good fit for this. Would you consider coming on board with us? Um, Are there any final thoughts you'd like to leave us with? Well, and I think sometimes you also have to be willing to kind of take a step outside of your comfort zone and to do things that you might not be completely comfortable with. Because I think when you step out of that area that you're comfortable with, people will really surprise themselves with what they're able to do and achieve. Matthew, thank you so much for coming on. And I'm sure we'll have you back later to talk about quality or some of these other initiatives that you're working on. But I really appreciate your perspective as a young physician leadership for our Awesome. Thanks for having me. I'd love to come back. You can find more episodes, or if you'd like to suggest a segment, go to checkupnewsroom.com slash pediatricleadership.